Okay, it's Friday, December 8th, May through the first full week of December. Kind of Saturday, still kind of a day. Today, though, we're talking about maybe some more UAW strikes. VW? I mean, oh man, we got double music playing. That's probably me. It is. Uh, it is. You know, whenever we're in like the the hybrid setup, we're always like, this is what the world's going to get from us today. It's just what it is. <laughs> and we've had 600 and probably four or five episodes now of the world getting what they're going to get from us today. But isn't that kind of the essence of just entrepreneurship? This is crazy. You want to hear the crazy stat for today? 608 yes. episodes, I think, is the number. Than I thought. 608. The bigger deal is this episode is the 900th overall podcast episode amongst all a Sodu podcasts in the last two years. Whoa. 900. Whoa. Wow. What a stat. Are you kidding me? <laughs> He's like, other podcasts. We do this show every day and the other ones are half as many still. Yeah. I don't know. We, nuts. We've been doing a couple podcasts. We're on our way to our 10,000 hours. Good morning, everybody on the live stream. It is good to see you. Thank you so much for uh, just being here, being a part of this community and what I love most about the Asoto community is I've just been watching people on LinkedIn, social media, giving other people in the community props, lifting them up, sharing uh, best practices. And you just, it's just a good feeling to watch everyone interacting with one another, right? Not just with us. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a vibe that like is starting to grip, like push it, push into the entire industry and like get a grip on the way that we just communicate. Like it's just a, it's a communication standard is encouraging and joining together and all that. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, you know, and on that note, if you watch the show, if you listen to the podcast, um, share it with somebody, right? Because go. we want the other great people in the community. Or if you're not on the email list, we do put out an email every single day. And uh, we really think you would like it. If you're not on it, go to a so2.com, get the email. Cause there's always something going on. Uh, speaking of things that are going on on Thursday, December 21st, it's Thursday, December 21st. We are having our third annual year-end extravaganza where we're going to recap the year. We make some special video content. We're going to have a lot of special guests. We're going to do it in a studio. It's going to be, you know, it's just going to be a fun time to look back on the year, look forward on the year. And there's nothing else in automotive like it. So just no. come on, hang out with us, hang out with some great guests, hear their perspective on next year. And uh, we're certainly going to have a couple of surprises. Oh, it, it's it's turning out fun. We were reviewing the show with our team yesterday, and we're going to look back on a great year, look forward to next year. Uh, I'm excited about it. So, yeah. yeah and too. I get to be in Syracuse uh, what, with you. We have one more thing out. going on. What am I forgetting? What We've I forgetting? got uh, oh, a webinar we with are. Upstart, uh, and they're bringing uh, – a, a, um, someone named Karen Bird. She's the GM of Colonial VW Subaru and is just going to be able to share the experience from the dealer side on how that they have transformed car buying on their showrooms. So uh, I'm always excited to hear like from a practitioner getting it done with people on showrooms, how the retail experience is being transformed by a technology partnership. Well, speaking of VW. Oh, I wish I had my stop. Hit it. Segway. Time. Uh, crossing a notable benchmark, the UAW has crossed the 30% support threshold of Volkswagen's Chattanooga facility, uh, signaling a major shift in union organization efforts. Uh, now that they've reached 30%, those who have signed the union cards will now actually kind of become public in hopes that they can raise more support for people to uh, 
join or explore joining the union. Once that gets to 70%, if that gets to 70%, uh, that will actually trigger a vote. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Sean Fain pop up in Chattanooga. Right. Kyle, see if he's driving through Nashville on Even his on way. Through. He wouldn't really go through Nashville to get to, what do you go through Nashville to get to Chattanooga? He's kind of got two options, Nashville or, or Knoxville. You can go either way well, in it, about like a 30 minute difference. So. Yeah. I know. Well, if, if he ends up at Tootsie's on the stage of karaoke night, we'll, uh, we'll be there recording with full it. video teams. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so this progress at, at the, the plant is actually part of VW's larger push um, to unionize the 13 current non-union U.S. plants targeting 150,000 employees. Um, now, the Chattanooga plant has a history of um, the, the workers voting down unionization efforts. And uh, last time that happened was as recent as 2019. They told employees, uh, according to the, New to the New York Times, they said, we prefer to continue our direct relationship with you working together as one team. UAW has responded or maybe not responded. Their, their take on it is the time has changed and our time is now. Yeah, I mean, he, here's the thing. The best possible employee-employer relationship is a direct one. The minute that you that you need a union to stand in the way is when the employee doesn't feel cared for by the employer. And so that's going to be the question that happens at every single one of these OAMs is does the employee or the or broadly the employee network feel cared for by the the their ownership. So uh, I, it's it's going to be also interesting because if like one domino falls the next dominoes fall a lot easier. So I know that every OEM Ooh, is looking point. at VW right now. Everybody, everybody's supporting Chattanooga that doesn't want to be unionized right, right now. <laughs> they like, yeah, stay with it, cool. stay with it. We'll see what happens. It's always tough. I mean, a union just an organization that exists uh, for conflict. Yep. Right? Exactly. Just resolve conflict, cause conflict. I don't know. Everyone's got different perspective on it, but that's what's going on in Chattanooga. Um, speaking of other things that are going on, it's okay. So Cox Automotive's uh, Q4 dealer sentiment index reveals a growing pessimism amongst franchised auto dealers as they face uh, basically a come down from previously favorable, uh, really favorable market conditions. Super favorable. Franchise dealers expressed the worst market sentiment since the second quarter of 2020 with a current market rating of around 49% reflecting a shift from uh, heightened profitability to more normal conditions. It includes responses from 561 franchise dealers, 475 independent dealers, um, you know, just showing a decline in optimism. Now, uh, key challenges identified by dealers in the survey include high interest rates, economic concerns, and market conditions. Now, uh, with a shift away from the inventory issues, right, that we've been fighting uh for the last yeah, two years it's this interesting thing where everyone was like bring me back inventory and then we got inventory and it's like, like whoa, 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 whoa. this is terrible, <laughs> this is terrible. Yeah. i hate this um you know so this is from uh directly from the automotive news article um cox doesn't think even re despite the sentiment they don't think that uh there is a big looming threat on the horizon our good friend jonathan smoke who always is you can count on for interjecting some real rational thinking yep. into uh, situations like this said he attributes the negative sentiment to moving away from the best years in dealer history. Sales won't be an issue, he's saying. Dealers are just lamenting the squeezing profitability, and it's hitting them, hitting them in the head right now. Yep. I think that that's the point is, yes, maybe the next year isn't going to be the same as 2021, 2022, and the first half of 2023. We have all been talking about since all of that started, really in Q3 of 2020, 
since the boom started that this will not last forever and we have to be prepared for it not lasting forever. And those that have done the preparation from training to organizational leadership to operational efficiency uh, are ready for anything changing in the market and and can be prepared to, to guide their employees and their customers through it. Um, the, the reality is, is that not everybody's done that hard work and this could be a tough season for some people. But like you said, there's still plenty of buyers out there if interest rates, uh, if and when interest rates do normalize or come down, we'll see more of those people that were sidelined over the last six months come back into the market. Uh, so I, I still think there's a ton of favorability in the market. Um, and thanks, Jonathan Smoke, for giving everyone the heads up on that. There absolutely is. And, you know, a lot of the dealers that we're friends with, and we get to speak with a lot of dealers all day, every day. And we actually see a lot of dealers that are leaning into the season and yep. spending more on marketing. They're spending more on uh, training because they understand this is actually the moment where they gain market share. And they That's did it. the same thing a few years ago when COVID hit. They leaned in. They didn't lean out. They didn't hide in the corner. They actually leaned into the market because they had the cash to do it. And we know a lot of dealers have the cash to do it now. So, I mean, I think it's just human nature to be like, oh, it's terrible. It wasn't as good as it was last year. Yeah. I know it was an anomaly, but I didn't want to believe that either. Well, speaking of not as good as last year. Stop. Oh, I was wondering what you thought about this one. Uh, so if you don't know, uh, the company called uh, named Pantone, uh, who creates Pantone colors uh, across a variety of spectrum, which is printable colors, uh, every single year announces their color of the year. And just yesterday, they announced their 2024 color of the year. Let's get, do we have it on the screen? It's this beautiful color. It's called... Peach fuzz, peach fuzz, Paul, peach I mean, fuzz. I mean, when, I, it's just the wrong name. <laughs> I think it's just the wrong name. I agree. It's a really pleasant color. It is a pleasant color. So they so they noted that the color is meant to symbolize comfort, kindness, and tenderness, uh, in contrast to the turmoil of recent years. Um, it's interesting. Uh, historically, a lot of times the color of the year kind of uh, uh, like is wrapped in the current sentiment as opposed to pursuit of a sentiment. And yeah. uh, a lot of the, the notes around what uh, the Pantone uh, executive team and, and the, the Color Institute said, uh, and, and specifically Lori Pressman um, said, it's the things that we're looking for that color can hope to answer. So it's like this idealism that says, hey, if we, that and, and aesthetics are so much of the way that we see the world um, that, that there's like a hope presented in a color. And so uh, I, I actually love pairing that with the last story is like, hey, look, you know, things might have gone weird or gotten up and down, but like there's still hope and we can find that in aesthetics. We can find that in business practices. Uh, there are some businesses that are really trying to emphasize that hope, including companies like Motorola, who's got new phones coming out in the color, and Ruggable, who already just put out a full-on suite. And uh, then you got Karayuma, which already has the peach fuzz shoes that they got coming out. So if you want some peach fuzz in your life, you can certainly get it. Or you could just have a teenage boy. And you can make fun of him that he can't grow a mustache yet. There you go. That's the same <laughs> That's exact how that thing. That's as well. Um, you know, this color actually does show up in the spectrum of our Sotocon 2024 uh, color scheme. Did yeah. you know? I don't know if it's the exact color. but It's, it's it, not the it's exact color, but as you go peach, through. yeah, The peach dynamic was definitely part of the original consideration yep. and is a part of, of the color gradient in there. 
um, hey, this is just always fun. To, I mean, it's something that, you know, everybody paints rooms in their house and they're going to make a big deal of in the Home Depot and Lowe's. And, you know, it gives us something to talk about. And it's a conversation starter in my mind. The Pantone color of the year. I don't know who picks this stuff. Right. Yeah. But every year, once they pick it, you're going to see it. Here's the thing. There's always an opportunity to meet culture uh, within your business. So, hey, who knows? Maybe you do a little, wid- uh, a little widget with that everybody gets that buys a car with a little Pantone color and give them a little bit of the peace and comfort that Pantone uh, Institute is trying to give the rest of the world. Yeah, this isn't the kind of color that you would wrap a car in. <laughs> Never. Like, Please don't do that. No one here. do that. <laughs> that will make your car 100% sale-proof, guaranteed, <laughs> guaranteed, guaranteed. Whatever you're doing today, we hope you do it with all your heart. We hope you work on some things, make some progress, and get your team ready for uh, a great weekend selling some cars.